Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another edition of the Drop Your Baggage podcast. This, I am Charles Wolfork, and this is my lovely guest, Izzy Miller. And before we get into this outstanding queen, this goddess, if you will, uh, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you are on YouTube or Facebook. And if you're on a podcast, buckle up because you're in for another amazing ride right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast. So let's go ahead and get into it. This is Izzy Miller. She is a speaker and content creator. She edits uh, videos and is a videographer. She loves to work with students if you guys are out there. And she is coming out of the shadows, you guys, because her passion is helping others through the fear that holds so many back. And that's the fear of being seen for the beautiful people that they are. And she helps people find their authentic self, their true authentic self. And she helps them find fulfillment through helping them gain confidence and authenticity. And also, she's pretty confident and authentic herself because she loves to go to the gym and do handstands, which is quite impressive. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Izzy Miller. Thank you for having me. And what an introduction. What an introduction. (laughs) And you're so right about the gym, right? Because so many people are really like not confident especially females to be in the gym so yeah exactly what is that what is that feeling in the gym it's kind of like you feel like somebody's watching you but like if, whenever I go to the gym I'm always like oh I gotta make sure I get this rep right I, I gotta make sure I you know pack on a couple more pounds I can't look weak I gotta get my technique right what it is about the gym do you think that like helps like a lot of people become kind of self-aware but also kind of I don't know um not confident about themselves as well well I, I think it's mainly two, two things really first that they don't know how to use the equipment so then they feel like oh if i try and use the piece of equipment i will embarrass myself <laughs> yeah. uh, they can't embarrass themselves unless they allow themselves to feel embarrassed yeah, yeah. um but if they either go in with somebody initially and ask them to show them around and how to use the equipment then they'll know or what i like to do is pick one exercise that you know you can do that you know potentially you'll look great doing mm-hmm. um and then start with that and you start to relax and then people are looking because you're doing a good job like you know everybody's got an asset somewhere and mm-hmm. um, or a skill that you can you can do maybe you, yeah run for ages maybe you can do a damn good squat maybe you can do a chin up for me it's handstands mm-hmm. and once you do that thing people are looking because you're good um yeah, yeah. Who cares if they look? I know that's the that's the thing about it. Like, who cares in the long run? You're just there to like exercise and do better. I think that that that's the thing. You know, a lot of overweight people that I talk to, they don't want to go to the gym because like they're they're bigger and they might gas out early when it comes on to the treadmill or they can't lift as much as many weights as other people and they may not have that technique down as of yet because they haven't been to the gym very often. And then they they hold themselves back from doing that. So, like, when you teach people how to be their true, authentic selves, like, how do you take someone from being that person who is scared to do something, like even ask a simple question or to go out there and try to better themselves to coming out on the other side with that confidence? Well, a it kind of gets quite deep, really, to almost I feel that quotes are really useful when you can find some a little phrase that works for you in those moments because you're never going to be fully confident you know you it's about finding the strategies that work for you and calling upon them when you need them and eventually they'll create habits and you will become more confident but there are times when you know if you're going onto a stage in front of thousands of people you are going to need to call on these things so the first one that is just just opened my mind up is that there is nobody in the entire world that you cannot be yourself in front of. You think of the most intimidating person, whether it's the queen, whether it's your grandma, whether it's the person that you fancy, whether it's Dwayne Johnson, you know, think of the most intimidating person that you know. (laughs) There is no reason why you cannot be yourself in front of them. You know, so the most intimidating biggest guy at the gym there's no reason why you can't be yourself to be honest if you try to be anything but yourself you're more likely to 
quote, embarrass yourself. I don't like using that because I don't think you, you can't embarrass yourself unless you allow yourself to feel embarrassed. Um, but yeah, massive one. Um, just realizing that you, you can just come out and realize it's a big sense of relief really um, from that. So yeah, once they realize that it's, it's a game changer. Um, the second one, the second point that I was going to say has completely disappeared from my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, oh yeah, here it is. And this is, this is why it's deep. Right. And I did a, uh, I did a workshop on this and mm. at least three people were sobbing by the end of it. I'm not going to give it all now, but mm. it's really powerful of just realizing that life is too short. Mm. And if you, if you are not allowing your, your true self to come out mm -hmm. and show people who you are and you're keeping some of that behind or changing who you are, depending on who you're around, mm -hmm. it's exhausting. And we only have so much to live. So actually, if you were to get a cancer diagnosis, a terminal diagnosis of three months left to live, people who come out of that say that was the most freeing three months mm -hmm. because I knew that it didn't, I could just be myself, but we never know. And again, this is why it's so deep. We never know when our last day is going to be. So we all have this terminal diagnosis. So let's realize right now that we should be doing the things that we want to do, saying the things that we want to do. But when we say and do them authentically, there's less chance of us hurting other people. And actually, the more selfish that we are, the more we, we do the things that we want to do, the, the kinder we are to other people. Um, so, yeah, life is too short and there is no one that you cannot be yourself in front of are kind of the the main things that i teach in a nutshell yeah a hundred percent i mean that that's so true about you know you you know like if if you knew that you were going to die how would you live because you know my little brother who was 23 years old when he passed away i saw him transition from being this this regular young man you know he uh he was diagnosed with brain cancer when he was 21 and when he found out that he was going to like that, the cancer was going to take him out. There was such this peace and wisdom to him that what that totally astonished me about how very little mattered to him. It didn't matter who was around, um, whether it was the CEO of nonprofit organizations and bigger companies, if he wanted to rest, he would rest in front of them. If he wanted to speak, he would speak in front of them. If he was watching TV, he was going to watch TV. And if they wanted to join him, then they, they, they would do so. Um, little squabbles between family didn't matter. Really, the things that all these trivial little things that we hold so dear to with our egos it didn't matter anymore at all. And he taught me a lot within those few months that he knew that he was going to pass away. It was it was one of those things that um, was very inspiring and changed my life forever. You know, as you're saying that, I literally got shivers, um, got, got goosebumps because people ask, well, what's the definition of authenticity? What what does that mean? And what you described is that it's it is exactly that he he had the freedom and the confidence to be himself. We don't have to wait till we get that get to that stage to do that. We can do that right now. But yeah, I made ma massive shivers and respect you for being able to, to, to view that as like seeing that as a way to inspire you. So it must be extremely difficult to think about, but yeah, that's, I guess, seeing yourself in that state every day, um, sort of mirroring that is, must be very helpful definitely it definitely takes my productivity to another level um the one thing that like i really want to do more is to communicate with family more that i have been doing more is communicating with family more um because i don't know how long they're going to be around that's the thing my aunts are getting older my uncles are getting older my mom's getting older and to just be able to call them even and and to call them it it makes them feel so good to just know that they like I'm thinking about them. I'm all the way over here in Hawaii, and they're over on the east coast of America. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys didn't already know, the wonderful Izzy here is from the UK. That's why she referenced the Queen earlier, <laughs> and she got shivers. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, like to to take advantage of those things that truly matter. And what matters is is the people that care about you and making sure that you take full advantage of communicating with them how much they that they matter to you while you're here. Because mm, something I've realized is we. I think we think that we tell them more than we do because yeah. we think it, but actually people don't know what we're thinking. We forget that mm-hmm. people don't know what we're thinking and actually we need to express it and think about a time where you were complimented or told that someone told you that they loved you or that you really meant something. I think remember how that felt. And actually you could be like, Oh my God, what if they think I'm really strange for saying this because a friend um, or if they think I'm soppy and I've been told a lot of times too emotional. So I sort of cut that off, but actually just because the old person might feel it uh, might not be used to being complimented in that way. Doesn't mean that you should stop showing your appreciation to these yeah. people. Um, Cause yeah. Yeah. And I think, Maybe as a reminder to us and to anyone watching, like pick someone, go and think think of someone who you haven't haven't complimented for a while, or or and just let them know how much how much you appreciate them. I'm gonna do that afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna in and go and do that. Same here. Same here. My mom's gonna get a random text from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what's one of the first things that you have people do to get past that fear? Because saying like, "Oh, you can," you uh, it doesn't matter. It, you don't have to give a shit about you know who's around. You can be your true, authentic self. That's easier said than done. So, what do you do to personally get them past that that initial fear so they can start gaining that momentum towards uh, being more confident? Well, it really depends what sort of stage they're at, whether, as I said, they're a person who does know who they are authentically, but is scared to express it, Mm -hmm. or if they're confident, but they don't actually know who they are. But I think the way to approach both situations is by getting the individual to think about their strengths. Mm -hmm. We're told that we're being, that we're arrogant for thinking about the things that we're actually good at, but it's, it's, it's not like that at all. And that's almost why, there are potential issues with the education system because we're made to work on our weaknesses. And I'm not saying don't work on your weaknesses. My hobby is self-development. I work on the things that I'm weak at, Mm -hmm. but in doing that, it's important not to forget what your strengths are. Um, So as I said, like whether it's the gym, it's thinking, what can I do that makes me feel confident, makes me feel comfortable that I know I'm good at, that can build me up as a starting point. It's like, if you don't like your body, focus on that one part of your body that you do like. There is something in everybody that, that, you, that you can love. When you focus on that, you find more things to love, more things to love in other people. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it really starts from being self-ish, being like yourself. So yeah, I'd really get them to, get them to sit down and address different areas of themselves, whether it's... Um, they're really good at expressing an emotion when they're really honest, just different things that they do really like about themselves and really hyping that up. And what you, even if you're not good at something, but you enjoy something, it's a passion. Like everybody starts off in the same knowledge level. Um, but you've just discovered that you love doing this. I love doing what I do, but we all start off not really knowing anything. Um, so getting them to realize what their passions are as well. And that actually having a passion is a strength. Mm-hmm. You have to be great at that, but the passion follow that and do that so yeah I guess gassing them up and like yeah getting (laughs) good about themselves so that when they're in a daunting situation they can think nah I'm actually it's not about getting big-headed it's about appreciating yourself because as you know when you feel good in yourself you can feel good about other people um you can't if arguably you can't really feel genuinely glad for other people if you're not happy in yourself yeah yeah 100 like and you got to really focus on those strengths like um with the exercise that we're going to do with um into an emotional release i when i got rid of jealousy i noticed that okay the um i i look back at my life and i would be jealous of someone being good at something but then i realized like wait a second they're good at that but i'm not but i'm also good at this and i'm also good at this and i could be and i'm even better at something else you know what I mean? So it's not a thing about how I have to look at them and compare myself. There is no comparison. They're good at this and that's their God-given talent or that's something that they worked on. That's something that they've gotten better at over time because they practice it and they got the repetitions in in order to become better at that. But also with me, I have to respect the things that I'm better at as far as being a social 
butterfly, as far as being a good practitioner of NLP, as far as, you know, being a, a pretty good speaker, you know, it, it's the, the, the fact that we're like you, you tell people to focus on themselves and to gas themselves up and not to worry about others is huge. Um, because in the long run, that will help them out the most. That's always something they can refer back to whenever they're getting down on themselves. Absolutely. And yeah, what you said about comparison, like I'm 23 and everyone says, oh, wow, that's like so young. But meanwhile, I'm thinking, oh, you know, Tony Robbins has achieved all of this and these people have done all of this, Jay Shetty, like all of these people. And I'm like, well, first of all, they are older than you. You've got a lot more experience, but everyone has their own own path to get there. Um, and if you focus, it's literally so much about focus. If you, and thinking what serves me in any situation, that's this whole selfish thing. What actually serves me? What makes me feel better? Because when I feel better, I am nicer. Yeah. Therefore, I am selfless. Mm-hmm. Selfless to be selfish. Mm. Right? So mm. stop hearing, stop. It's easier said than done. That's what I mean. It's a habit you have to get into. But being, being able to externalize yourself from your emotions of, of comparison, jealousy, you know, all of these things that bring us down and thinking, oh, I see that. But it doesn't serve me. So I'm going to do my best to change it, view a, diff- view a different perspective. I can't see it positively. I'll leave it neutral. It's mm-hmm. a thing that is just happening. It's a thought that's just happening. I'm going to leave it there till I'm feeling better and then I'll readdress it. Mm. Um, so yeah, the comparison thing can, can definitely uh, <laughs> hold us back for sure. I feel that. Big time. And that's a skill to be able to leave a thought somewhere like thoughts. Um, it, it depends on how much attention that you give to your thoughts. Because thoughts can be quite loud. It can either be a whisper or a bullhorn that those thoughts are speaking through. So to say like, oh, I'll just leave that there. Well, while you're leaving it there, it still has the bullhorn and it's still very loud. Or if it's just a a whisper and you say, oh, I'll leave that there and you can't hear it anymore, then it has no effect on you. But it's a skill to be able to have that type of self-awareness on your mindset and then to to be able to move forward and like you said focus yeah i would say it's definitely a habit and it's i sort of just i realized that the ability to do that determines how how you feel every day Mm. and if you're behind all this consumerism behind everything that we all our goals all we want to do is feel fulfilled feel a certain way you know so actually if I could fix this part, I'll be a hell of a lot happier. So <laughs> it's, I was like, if I'm going to invest my time, my energy in anything, it's that. And that's, you know, I would encourage anyone. I don't meditate. I, I find it difficult. I will go for a walk and then I'll have random thoughts pop into my head. I do a mm. lot of journaling. Mm-hmm. So it's not one way to do it. It's finding the way that works for you. But yeah, I mean, I call it the neutrality mentality in that everything that happens to us, no matter how bad, whether it's a family member dying or dropping a glass on the floor and it's smashing, it's every single thing is neutral and society by society standards, it's either positive or negative. So these, those things I mentioned stereotypically negative and I'm not saying you have to view them positively, but if it's dropping a glass, think, ah, well, I'm so lucky I've got another one or Mm. I needed space in my cupboard anyway. (laughs) Yeah, this is a reminder to slow down. Mm-hmm. Those are positive ways of viewing the situation. Or if a family member dies, the reason why I feel this way, feel so affected by this, this is horrible. I'm so, so upset that I've lost this person, mm-hmm. but I would not be feeling this emotion if I hadn't cared for them so much. Yeah. So many people have a parent who they never had a good relationship with. And so when they die, it almost feels weird that they, they don't feel sad about it. Yeah. But yeah, you do. That's because you had the opportunity to meet someone amazing. Yeah. It's not to say you don't feel sad. It's not to say you don't cry. But yeah. But then in a situation, if someone's making you angry or something, you can try and leave it neutral. Because if you can't see it as a positive, try and leave it neutral as a mm-hmm. thing that's happening. You externalize yourself and think, just like view it almost like with with binoculars, like the neighbor just viewing over the fence, like, oh, what's going on in their garden? Um, yeah. So I think it seems people like to think, oh, they may be smiling, but behind, you know, everyone's got demons. And 
we do have stuff going on. But actually, I, the way I am right now, I am 90% of the time because of this mentality and anyone can achieve that. I don't have the best life. I have, the way I was raised wasn't perfect. There are things that aren't perfect, but it's the way that we see our external environment that that enables us to be this happy. A hundred percent. It's all about, it's, it's a lot about reframing. Um, like you said, with the, the glass metaphor. Um, and, and it's also like, it's also about, I think that meditation is a big part of it. It's quieting your mind. Like you, but you said you weren't good at meditating, but honestly, journaling is a form of meditation. You know, yeah. it's like going inside and having that introspect, uh, introspective point of view and then doing what you need to in order to kind of process it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. So, so you're in, in other words, you're probably great at meditating. I, I would, I would say it's just people see, hear the word meditating and think this. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I fully, I fully. Uh, what's the word? Um, echo what you're saying. It's you know, exercise is still exercise, but people do it differently. Work yeah. out, work. You know. It, People could do it however they need. So whether it's going for a walk, mm-hmm. whether it's just closing your eyes. And I, when I need to calm, I visualize a, a forest, woodland in the back of my head. I don't need a forest. No. I would love a forest. <laughs> anyway, give me a piece of land, please do. <laughs> that's my happy place. Yeah. I can get my mind if I need to. And that's all still meditation. It's quieting mm-hmm. mind, as you say. So do you, is your, is your go-to um, the classic meditation? Honestly, I shoot. I grew up in like our urban um, Ohio, in the inner city. You feel me? So um, I didn't have the consciousness of meditation. That's not what we do in the hood. We bottle it, bottle it up, and we suppress our emotions as much as possible because where I'm from, you can't be no punk. Uh, you know what I mean? You, you can't be soft. You got to make sure that you bottle up those emotions or um, meditating. is just something that I necessarily, uh, my family and everyone that I was around, we, ne- we didn't do. We didn't talk about our emotions. All right. You, me, we're going to that hood. We'll set them straight. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. No worries. <laughs> Hey, so, but that's the thing, like nowadays, um, I, I do meditation with the system that we're going to use today. So that's a great segue. So like with the system that we're, <laughs> we're going to do today is mental and emotional release. That's why you're on the Drop Your Baggage podcast. And you said today that you wanted to release. Well, I originally said fear mm-hmm. because that's what I what I share and what I help other people do. And I was like, another opportunity. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but then I changed to sadness because I think the reason why we fear things is because we, it's going to lead. If we do it wrong, we will then feel a negative emotion like sadness. Yeah. So I think actually, whilst I don't necessarily feel fear because I, a lot of the time anymore, um, because of these strategies that I've developed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I do, it's because I'm feeling sad. It, it, it's it's sadness at the root of it. So yeah, I would love to address that. Mm. I did. What's one of the things that that you either felt the fear of sadness or you felt sad about that really affected you? So we can see how you feel about it before the meditation and then afterwards. Um, feeling. Almost, I guess if there's one reoccurring when I get sad, this is um, feeling like I've let someone down. Mm. Um, and that sadness can have in the past led to defensiveness mm-hmm. um, and uh, trying to explain myself. Yeah, so d- defensiveness. So feeling like I've let someone down, um, but then, yeah, is is ultimately what? makes me feel feel very sad mm-hmm. is it now is it sadness or is it guilt i would still say sadness i guess guilt is a part of it but almost like i know now i know that 
I can't let anyone down. If somebody, mm. if somebody reacts in a certain way, it's a reflection of them and what's going on inside them. Mm-hmm. And so actually now I'm in a place where I know that I, sh- I don't necessarily have to feel guilty if, if someone's expressing that I've let them down. Yeah. I feel sadness that they're experiencing that. Um, but I take it upon myself. So I, it sounds like I'm very honorable, but I mean like, yeah, I, I get very sad by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be expressed in negative ways like defensiveness and lashing out or yeah. Yeah. So that's that's your go-to emotion. So your go-to emotion is anger whenever you feel sad because like that the sadness, you don't want to feel the sadness. So you kind of revert it over to the other person and, and you lash out so they can maybe go away or yeah, I guess so. It was like frustration, like just thinking, oh, if, so I'm an English graduate. So it's like, how many, what, if I can say it in the right way, then they'll understand why I did this. And, mm-hmm. but it's still this almost like, especially when it's someone who really means a lot to you, like just hits me in a certain place. And I feel, yeah. Really mm-hmm. well, let's go ahead and get rid of this sadness then. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this sadness today and for you to be aware of it consciously? What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt sadness between the ages of birth and seven? How old were you? Four. Four? That I can remember. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, do you have a specific event in mind? A lot of my past, I sort of cut out of my memory, but this mm-hmm. one I can remember. I, there was a picture of me as a baby on the stairs and every time I'd, I was only four at the time, but every time I'd see it, I'd cry because I wanted to be that age again. I didn't want to grow up. Oh. So um, I remember sobbing. So <laughs> sobbing, I was so sad. So yeah. That is adorable. <laughs> I, I, I can tap into that emotion that I was, I, I was so distraught that I was growing up. Oh my gosh. Like we're on some Peter Pan stuff. Uh, so like, what was your mindset back then? What did growing up mean to you? I think I, I knew that ba- everyone loves babies. I didn't like change back then. Mm. Now I love uncertainty and I love change and I don't like staying still. Like, like I need progression. But back then I remember like if we moved house, I would cry for weeks, mm. even though I, I didn't even just the change and things moving on um, back then really hit me hard. Yeah. yeah big time. So like, um, did you have a, like a little sister or a sibling or anything? A little brother? I had, I had a, I have a brother who's two years older and a sister who's 10 years younger. Oh, I see. So your little sister wasn't even born yet. No, no, no. no. Mm. no so I had no one to look to. I, I was the youngest. Yeah. Um, I, where it came from, but almost externalizing myself and seeing this little baby and thinking that was me. I'm no longer that cute. Like right. I want to be, cute again <laughs> i like that one i don't like this one. <laughs> but my mom would always say look when you're six you're going to be want to be four again when you're 10 you're going to be six again so mm-hmm. just focus on where you are right now and yeah. um hell i um love being 23 <laughs> <laughs> 23 is a pretty awesome age you should love it honestly <laughs> that's awesome all right cool all right so Let's go ahead and get into it. That's a perfect place to start. Uh, You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. I'm ready. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt sadness when you were just a little girl and just hover above that little girl. Let me know when you can see that little girl. All right, now just stay right there. Now, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. What's something positive and empowering You can tell that little girl and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. 
And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Yeah. Awesome. Flow back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Mm -hmm. All right, listen closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt sadness from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the sadness all the way back to now. Go. Sadness is gone. Awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smell bacon? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, then. So tell me. Oh, first and foremost, um, can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. I just, I just, I just <laughs> went off. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Now, I want you to go out into the future. Imagine yourself going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt inappropriate or unwarranted sadness and see if you can find that old emotion. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that you cannot. minimal like tracing paper like yeah yeah <laughs> like i know an awareness that it would be here yeah but i'm feeling it congratulations you just released a bunch of sadness <laughs> <laughs> how does that feel really good as i said earlier i don't know why that popped into my head to change it and then this example of me sitting on the stairs sobbing, looking yeah. at that photo. But then now I'm there and I'm saying to myself, like, mate, you don't know what you're going <laughs> to grow up to be. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> like, this is like, you don't want to be in this stage. You've got so much growth. Like, if you knew what you were going to become, and this is the same for everybody, like, yeah, like, and anytime you know, family members or really intense sadness. As I said, progression is what motivates me and knowing that I'm moving forward always. And every time we experience an emotion or an event, we grow. And yeah, so, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. anymore like my cheeks are already burning <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny because you could viscerally see like how the sadness was affecting you you couldn't even talk about it all right so like how do you feel about that situation now it's light-hearted it's not mm. deep it's it's freeing it's refreshing um yeah yeah, like as far as like disappointing someone, how does that feel now? Yeah, it feels well neutral. There is no because everything that you were saying is what I believe in terms of other people's reactions are a reflection of themselves and hurt people hurt people. Um, but to hit that on a subconscious level, um, as I said, like what I do is get people into the habit of the mindset, but that doesn't look at everything underneath. That's a completely different area. And so that's hit it in a way for me to see it as neutral, but without thinking, oh, this could be neutral. It's just is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and almost a sense of calm and then I don't have to react and how they're going to see it is how they're going to see it. And there's not, sometimes there is nothing that you can say or do um, in that moment. 
but yeah you don't have to feel sad so I'm feeling happy about the past and excited about all of the learning that I've had from the experiences that made me sad but also going forwards yeah feeling neutral about it yeah yeah so like there won't how you think you will be able to like predict how you'll be able to move differently without that fear of having something like feeling sad I think the my chest just won't start beating really hard and, and sort of I get into a I used to get into a, a flight a fight fight or flight mode um but now knowing that I can just sit um rather than my body encompassing the emotion there would there is no sadness to my body to be affected by um yeah because before it's almost like the thought of the situation stimulates the emotion which stimulates the physical response which stimulates your verbal response whereas now that initial response is no longer there and so I can keep my chest open and feel that sense of calm physically and respond differently. So, yes. <laughs> that's so beautiful. That's how I, yeah, that's, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that I just asked. Hmm? That was, no, that was amazing. Really powerful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm glad. I, I love it. That's why I love this technique. Like I told you, like, all the like those daddy issues or that I had and all these other issues that people have, it can just go away like that. Yeah. And the best part about it is that you shifted your consciousness around it. So when you shift your consciousness, you can't go back to the old way of thinking. The things that you know now that as far as far are, are, are the, your, your truth, you can't go back to the way of thinking that old way anymore like you were before. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's kind of like a uh, Santa Claus effect. That's what I call it. The Santa Claus effect. Right. You know, when you like after you see that Santa Claus isn't real anymore, you can't go back to thinking that Santa Claus is, <laughs> is <anyone> yeah. who's around. <laughs> is somebody, <laughs> do you have a, like a, a little person around right now. <laughs> OK. <Yeah. laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, once you see the light, once you see. And it's everybody, yeah, everyone has a kind of truth that they've seen that has changed everything for you. And that's, thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. My almost way of comprehending what's happened is through using words to sort of explain how I'm feeling. And yeah, so having ex explained to you sort of how I felt through that, I, yeah, that makes a lot, makes more sense to me. Um, I'm almost excited to be in a situation where I might feel sad. Is that weird? <laughs> that is not weird because you are someone that is addicted literally addicted to growth you feel me like that's what you do you do like <laughs> so if if you're addicted to that growth then all you want to do is just keep growing over and over and over and over again so now this is an opportunity now to see that growth because of your new mindset thank you very much i love what you do i love what you do and i'm so grateful to be here um Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. All right. So like you wrote some learnings down. Let me go ahead and get some of the, yeah, please share the, with the audience uh, some of the learnings are. Um, so almost, yeah, talking to that four-year-old, like um, only makes you stronger. I mean, this is what immediately came to my head. Only makes you stronger. You're only growing and getting better. Sadness allows you to cry and express emotion but you don't need to feel hurt by it or let it impact you beyond that release. So you can just cry because your body needs to get it out. You don't need to feel or anything. You are okay. You are loved and you are here to help. And to do that, you must grow. So a hundred percent. I think yeah. you are, you are loved is a big one right there. I think that we like when we hurt someone's feelings, I think that we often forget that we are still loved. If we're not loved by them, then we are lovable and we are still loved by others as well. Mm. You know, yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a deep one. Yeah. And I know you you love Tony Robbins as well. And the thing that he says, the two fears, I think it's three, 
but the two fears that I remember is that one, we're not enough mm-hmm. and that we can't be loved. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It goes down to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Big one. So, yeah. Deep work right there. You just, mm-hmm. you did a great job and you just did it like that too. It wasn't that long at all. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> what else? do you feel like like so getting rid of that sadness now not going on to the future with that tightness that's going to be quite big for you uh, I'm, I'm super i'm super stoked for you yeah yeah me too I, I when it's in my chest it really like it feeling that sadness and that that guilt and that concern and just general upset like almost like as a ch- I almost become a, or used to become a child when I was feeling like someone was upset or if they're shouting, but even as a grown up, knowing that that's a response, it's, it's them. It's nothing to do with me. And even though I know that I still get into that child mindset. So if I've been hurt by a partner or, um, or someone close to me, I'm thinking of examples in my head. Um, I, yeah, almost become a child, like, like a teacher's telling you off and really taking that personally and that sadness just for myself out feeling hurt and also sadness that I've upset them and what can I do to change it but now I'm I'm, I've told that child that I that it's an opportunity to grow and if you want to cry you can cry but you don't have to feel sad and so that's not there anymore so yeah think those situations will be completely different mm-hmm. you, you 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 it seemed like you were very tough on yourself like you definitely carried a lot of weight on like your shoulders not only for yourself but also for the feelings of others as well mm. yeah I mean there are people in our lives that are affected by other people and when you see that that person is being hurt by someone else and they can't protect themselves you want to jump in and protect them but then often when you do, they snap your head off. Um, and, and then you feel like you've added to their, their issue or whatever. But, and that comes down to it. You can't, if they have to help themselves. Um, and I think I was in my family situation. I, from a young age, I was trying to do that. I was trying to help this person. Um, and occasionally, not very often, but I would, I would get um, my head bitten off for, for doing that. Um, and as I said, yeah, whilst I know that it's not my responsibility now, that sadness has retained. So that's really powerful and gone very deep. Um, yeah. So thank you. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Once you get rid of like that, that notion that we can, we can help someone feel happy or that we're responsible for other people's happiness, then we are a lot more happy. Like we're responsible for our happiness and not in a selfish way, like, well, you know, not like selfish, like you suppose, like you presuppose with how you want people to take care of themselves, but also in a selfish way of like greed, you know, like I don't want to gain by someone else um, losing something, not, not like that, but in a way to where, you know, when I'm happy and I'm doing things that make me feel joyful, whether it be through watching sports or through hanging with friends to having a, a glass of wine here and there, you know, uh, like that makes me happy. And therefore I can help make other people around me feel more comfortable, but to like be responsible for someone's mindset and for, for them finding purpose and them finding happiness and fulfillment and joy. That is, that is not anyone else's responsibility that they have to do the work just like you've been doing the work. And, and, and that's something that, that you've always been an advocate for is a growth mindset. So if someone can't or doesn't have that type of mindset yet, then that has nothing to do with us. I really had to step back from that and stop trying to change people. Like you can, like, there's a quote by this man, um, Justin, I forget his last name, but he's like the new age CEO. And he said, if you can't change, like, if you don't want to change the people you're around and change the people you're around. And then he's saying like, if you don't want to change the people around, then change the people, change their mindset. 
you can change people like that. But also you can also change the people you're around by going into a different environment. So if that person is not willing to grow with you, then you can go out and grow with somebody else. Never heard that before. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I've just sort of realized also while you were talking that I was almost being sad because other people were sad. But then when you're sad, you can't help them feel better. So it was a big old spiral. And you just helped me, yeah, smash out of that. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty stuck, I think. <laughs> Got unstuck like that. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, I'm, I'm proud of you. Good job today. You did a great job. Yeah. And, uh, I keep sighing to, you know, it's almost exhausting. Like when you exhausting but freeing at the same time like it's like a big sense of relief it's like a lot off your shoulders yeah i'm mm. dropping that baggage <laughs> <laughs> right hey t- hey tell people tell people about like the visceral feeling that you feel I-, I i really you know i try to get on that too like how does it actually feel to change your consciousness and to drop that tenseness in your in your body my head feels so much lighter like yeah. and emptier almost like clarity a lot of clarity I won't lie my body feels not heavy but yeah a bit like if you've ever done counseling or or anything you do feel afterwards a little bit exhausted because you've addressed some big stuff so but up here and I know that this will this will it's just like letting it all go and it'll be gone soon but mental clarity 100% and yeah 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 like you know the stresses of life do come will come at you you know what i mean because we are we're these homo sapiens that live in society um but get one of the things is get used to it the people that have the most profound results from this exercise they take care of themselves consistently so you journal keep journaling keep working out keep taking care of yourself and this high that you feel right now will prolong for a while Awesome. Ah, it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> How long ago was it when you first um, had your experience? How long ago you said? Yeah. 2018. 2018. It was wild. As a day, you sound like, yeah, it sounds. <sighs> it was wild. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe like all that heaviness as far as the, 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 anger that I felt towards my my father for leaving before I was born, the mm-hmm. sadness that I felt for him, the fear that I felt as an African-American in, a, in America, um, the, the guilt that I felt for um, all the things that I had done in the past just dropped one after another. Like it was an exponential amount of growth in just a short amount of time as far as me changing my mindset. My actions had to match my mindset later, which I, I, it would take me a little time to do. Um, but the, the mindset part was just on point one after another. It was, it was a crazy amount of, amount of growth in that small amount of time. And just like that, what did you think I like straight away, you wanted to share that with other people or was it a process when you realized the effect long time? Hell yeah. I wanted to share it with other people. In fact, um, I got my certification in California and I visited my friend in Los Angeles and I told him, you're doing this. I didn't even ask him. I'm like, you're <laughs> doing this. <laughs> All right, you're going to be my first client. I'm going to do a breakthrough session together. You're doing this. And man, uh, I just I just loved it. I love the feeling of not having that baggage. It just felt so great. yo. So I, I knew right away this is what I had to do. I love that because in this new transition to what I'm about to do, everyone's you, you been on these courses and it's like, Oh, I'll create an ebook or create, you know, something to share with people. But my issue is, is like you, it's the transformation that is what excites me and fulfills me. And like, that's what I want to achieve for people yeah. because it's a weight. Honestly, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your money to buy my, an ebook or, you know, we need to like Tony Robbins, the immersive events, like you can go and read something and it'll make you feel great and absolutely go and do that. 
But if you want real change, it's going to make you light up the way that you did when you were explaining that. And me, when I explain myself and how I feel now, you got to, it's got to be transformational. So yeah, um, it's a big feeling. And do you almost, it's, do you almost feel it's like addicted to, to that, that, that motion of seeing other people? Yeah, I mean, I started a podcast based around it. Like, this is something everybody has to feel, in my opinion. This, I just, I love it. I love it with all my heart and soul. Well, I'm um, excited for the amount of other people who are going to experience this from you. Yeah. It's I can't. Uh, um, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? No. Um, I mean, I quit my job the, like a month ago with no. <laughs> set plan of, of of what I'm doing I've been like mid-pandemic you know but I what I want to share I believe has has a, a just as powerful of effect and it's sort of I've, I've gone over briefly um what it is that I, I help people with but it's the same level of freedom that you get from breaking through from from in, in this way um but through these mindsets um strategies and, and techniques so I'm sure um, I'll share my uh, my socials and my website and stuff with with you. But yeah, I won't take any more of your time. But you can. No, no, please by I all think, means. I think we're both on, both due for an exciting journey. So if you want to uh, have people like reach out to you about your methods and everything, and and uh, uh, like have them just you know be there with you and for you, uh, please go ahead and sh- uh, share everything as far as how they can find you. Um. Instagram and TikTok now, Miller underscore corner, website izzymiller.com, but um and YouTube search for Izzy Miller and I should come up. But yeah, like I could go on and you know, when you're so when we're so passionate about these things, we can you there's no stopping you how long you can talk about them for, but um that's where you can find everything. Um anyway that I can service you or help you be authentic and find your confidence. I to do and I think this man is also you're you're doing things very similar thing just in a different way like without addressing sadness fear and anger you don't get back to that authentic natural part of you and yeah so woo <laughs> that's what's up thank you, so much. thank you too and thank everybody out there that listened to this podcast i really appreciate you please consider hitting the like and subscribe button um if you're out there on youtube or facebook and um yeah you guys take care of yourself take care of one another i love you izzy you would you anything else you want to say just don't even consider it hit that like button hit that <laughs> Uh, like come on yeah <laughs> all right everybody peace oh, and last thing what? don't forget to send that message to that person giving them a compliment or telling them something that you appreciate about them yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah take advantage right now all right you guys yeah. <laughs> peace Bye.